This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hi, this is Andy Bauman of Valley High Restaurant, inviting you to join us for San Diego Restaurant Week from January 21st to January 28th, where you can enjoy lunch for $15 and dinner for $30. Valley High offers Polynesian cuisine and spectacular San Diego views with award-winning tiki drinks, especially come and try the Valley High Mai Tai. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And I'm Cassie. And we're excited you're joining us on this journey of conscious rising. Wait, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked, Pete. It means we're going to be sharing our experiences and tools for a life centered in joy, purpose, and gratitude. Life as it comes our way. So, the good, the bad. Don't forget the what the fuck. <laughs> exactly. So, come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always, take, take what, what you, you like and leave the rest. rest. Hi, Pete. Hey, Cassie. Hi, Travis. Hello. Travis is coming from us. We're coming to us from, where are you? Texas? Yeah. Aren't you in New York or something? No. Canada? I just meant because it's cold. Are we on? We are on and... (gasps) Oh, I can see it right now. (laughs) Travis, you look beautiful. The lighting where you are looks really nice. Is it nice? Yeah. Sweet. I need to figure out where the camera is so that I can actually see it. I look like I'm not looking. So that'll probably happen throughout the whole thing. So yeah. you all can there we go. Welcome, Mama Linda. Hi, Mom. My mom just got back from a cruise. She went on her first cruise down to Ensenada. What? Tell yeah. us about it. I've never been. You've never been to Ensenada? I've never been to a to a cruise. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in Sonata. The both those statements are true. I haven't been on a cruise either. Yeah, and Melissa is here. Hello, Melissa. How's the weather over there? Cancel. It's oh been a man, chilly it's today. really cold. Yeah, it's it's like it got down to sixty. Cloudy. Yeah, oh. I think it was it was like fifty seven on my way into work today. It was really really frigid, just frigid weather. Frigid. I hate that. How about where you are? It's great. In the hotel room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 70 degrees. Welcome, Caroline. Welcome, Cheryl. Hello. We're just getting something set up, so it's a little quiet right now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Share. Well, you guys can share on your Oops. end, too, our audience over here. You guys want to hit that share button, hit that like button. Oh, like us. Just like us. Yeah, just That's like a, us. Nah, uh, Free the Housewives. Yeah, the Free the Housewives. little shout things. out to just Coco. Just like us. They, if, if you listen to Free the Housewives, their intro and extra, their extra is written so well. Well, the whole thing's written well, but... Cook or chicken has this thing from childhood where her grandfather would be like, he would never say goodbye on the phone. He would just say, yep, yep, yep. Well, real good then. And then he'd hang up. And hang up. And like, that's their extra. And it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it was good. Yep. I always laugh. I edited that. It's good <laughs> okay, so we're all shared out. We're all here. Pete, what are we talking about today? Oh, my gosh. Well, Pete and I got to thank- pick the top. Well, I mean, we get to pick the topic other days, too, but... But it was just the two of us yesterday because yeah. Travis is is in Texas. Freezing so his butt off. We went a little rogue and we picked a, we picked a topic. Yeah, we went. Oh, and Travis, we went to um, what's that? What's the place right next to that? Don, Donna Jean. Donna Jeans. But we went to what's the other place yeah. called? Um, Evolution. Evolution. And so Travis and I saw Donna Jean, but we but we have to go. Like everything on the menu is. I keep looking at the iPad like you're there, but you're not. So I'll look up here. <laughs> But everything on that menu was brilliant, so we have to go for sure. It was really good. Um, we went because Vegan Danielle just did a, recorded a podcast with the chef and owner <gasps> of Donna Jean, and it's completely uh, plant based vegan restaurant. And it's mo- it's all Southern uh, comfort food. Uh, so we had these really amazing pizzas and like, fried, fried uh, mushrooms and macaroni and cheese, which. I'm going to say it didn't taste like macaroni and cheese. It tasted like a squash casserole, but I wasn't mad about it. But it was good. Yeah. 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 And what was that dessert? Expensive though, right? Huh? That place pretty expensive? Uh, not any more expensive than any other, like, um, well done restaurant in San Diego. Oh, so, you know, everything's made from scratch and all that. So. But worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Totally. Dessert was really good. It was yeah. like a chocolate chili pie. Really good. Yep. 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 Okay, so, so that's while not what we were, we're at this, no, today. but that, while we were there, we were talking about. I brought up to Cassie um, during conversation. I was like, you know, uh, as for me, especially Travis, when you're out of town, like I and just my whole life, I've been tended to 
be a hobbit, as my sister called me growing up, where I'll just stay in hobbit by or myself. Hermit. hermit. Hermit, yeah. Hobbit's a little short. Okay, yeah. Hobbit's a little like, short. Do you hairy have for hairy guy. feet? Um, well, most men do, but not extremely hairy. But I used another, to call my brother a hobbit because he has hairy feet. Oh, yeah, sexy. Yeah, I don't know if it is or not, but it's my brother, so I'm gonna go yeah. with no. And so I was letting Cassie know that just because you don't hear from me isn't a direct reflection of like how I feel about you or that I like you any less. Or let's just not me. Sometimes it's hard. Just people. In well, general. you specifically and oh. in general. Like, that's not a direct, it's just part of my, I don't know, it's part of how I interact with my world when I don't have that little extra push to get out there, which is why the show is so brilliant, because it gets me here in the studio and it gets us all together talking about what we're going through. Yeah, we were, we kind of bonded over our introverted ways, because mm-hmm. um, I tend to be the same way. I I, I feel a lot more comfortable in one-on-one situations than in, like, group situations. I'm kind of terrible at keeping in touch with people and making sure I I know there's people out there who will call people every single week and keep conversations and build relationships. And I've just never been able to be any good at that. Yeah. You know, so we kind of bonded over that. And then today we figured we'd talk about our tools <coughs> and the ways that we have noticed those introverted tendencies in ourselves and what we do to make sure that it doesn't become a problem Mm -hmm. in our lives. Yeah. And so the broader or like maybe the more focused question is like, is being an introvert or an extrovert bad? Is there a happy medium? And then how do we get ourselves out of that comfort zone to find the happy medium? Yeah. And, you you know, for me, like I said, I put in place things like accepting, saying yes when the universe offers me a podcast so that I can keep showing up for something and be consistent and talk about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it started. Travis, Travis, where do you where do you lend? Yeah, introvert, extrovert. Where do I live? I don't, and you know, it's really I don't land on one side or the other, which is pretty great for me. Um, I did. I don't know if y'all have heard or not. There's actually a mid ground, and it's called ambivert. Ambivert. Um, yeah, a m b i v e r t. Um, it's the. It's really the like the middle middle ground, like. You're able to, um, depending on the crowd and depending on the situation, you're able to actually flow from one side or the other. Um, a lot of people kind of think that, you know, and this is, you know, this is, this is Googling and this is like the, the, the interweb. So whenever I say a lot, I'm just, you know, going by what I've read or whatnot, um, that they say like the dichotomy of um, like different personality traits are really outdated. And so the people that, you know, want to say that they're either introvert, all introvert or extrovert are kind of, kind of need to jump into uh, the new way of thinking because it doesn't, you don't, most people, majority of people don't fall on one side or the other. It's kind of in the middle. Um, And Pete and I had talked about that uh, yesterday, uh, I think, or the day before where there's kind of like a spectrum, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. the same kind of spectrum that you can see on, um, uh, autism, for instance, um, yeah, and I think I think uh, our producer is pulling up something right there. Um, so, yeah, that's where I fall into. It's kind of like you're able to it's chameleonize yourself almost. You're able to use your strengths and weaknesses depending on what kind of uh, group setting you're in. Well, before we had this conversation, I didn't know there was another option. <laughs> and so now our show is over. No, just kidding. Well, I like it because it, like even like last week's topic was a lot heavier than this one, but it also showed that, you know, we were talking last week, we were talking about um, women in particular and the historical struggle to be equal with men. And then, of course, a lot of other quote unquote minority groups that go through whatever. And there was something else, but it was a week ago, so I don't really remember all the details. But it goes to that showing that. There's always a spectrum, like you said, Travis, and that just much like the pH scale, you're never, we're never going to get, I think I've heard it said before, maybe Maria said this, but like it was, there's no such thing as balance, just the attempt to maintain as close to a balanced, whatever you're talking about, diet or mental stability, social, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Sorry, go ahead, Travis. I don't know. It's just kind of like, you know, once you like realize that there's a middle ground and it's not even necessarily like it could be like an 80 20 it could be as it, it always kind of fluctuates mm-hmm. right um and so i 
think, you know, it's like if you do the research and you look up like Amberbird and, and what it says or whatnot, um, they actually, it's one of those things that you want to, it's not so much practice, but it's something that it's, it's just like any kind of tool that you have is that, you, you know, the better, the more that you use it, the better you get at it. It's very much like life, right? Um, to where it doesn't get easier, but it does, uh, we get better at using it. Um, and mm-hmm. they say there's a really good article, um, I think I read on, I think it was Forbes maybe, um, that specifically says that ambiverts have a distinct advantage um, over true introverts and extroverts because their personality doesn't lean too heavily in either direction. They mm-hmm. have a much easier time adjusting their approach to people based on the situation. This enables them to connect more easily and more deeply with a wider variety of people. I think that pegs you to a T and, um, you know, the, the fourth in our little foursome is Kelly Haig. And I think it, it pegs her pretty well too. I've noticed that in her, the like ability to sort of mold to the situation that she's in. Um, I have a much harder time doing that. I think mm-hmm. I well, can do it on like a surface level. Um, but it's, it's really exhausting for me to stay surface yeah. in a conversation. Well, and Caroline in the comments uh, on Facebook just mentioned that, you know, get it knowing what did she say it's a good about it's about accepting what we are so if you know for me being introverted being naturally exhausted in large uh public settings um and even a one-on-one for a long period of time is exhausting so i accept that about me but i also don't want to live my life in solitude so you know putting myself and maybe travis you can speak to this about how you um find that balance on a daily basis. But like for me, like I said before, coming and doing a podcast every week, you know, puts me in a, um, what do you call that? We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> words, uh, puts me in a place where I make a commitment to show up so that I, and it's always, holds the, it's, responsible. it holds me responsible. Yeah. Accountability was yeah. the word I was looking for. And what's funny is in people who also have issues with procrastination, much like me, know that it's never about actually doing the thing you're doing. It's that gap between wanting to do something and the time elapsed between actually starting it that is so fearful. Um, and then once we, once I'll speak for myself, once I start something, it may be hard or difficult or challenging, but it's nothing like my brain's story plays out to be in my head. Um, and you and I were talking about um, specifically, um, like I've always had, problems being around an all-male crowd and you an all-female crowd. Yeah, I always have problems around an all-female crowd, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and I was telling you that when I was when I worked at Toyota, it was a very um, male-dominant client and a specific type of person based on the region that I lived in Kentucky. And it forced me to, if I wanted to not be lonely, it forced me to participate and find ways to expand my own comfort zone and how I relate to people, surface level or not. Um, and it also taught me, too, that people who seem to be all introvert or all extrovert maybe in the crowd setting or on their own. It's like once you like once I got these people that I was uncomfortable with one-on-one, it was just like having a conversation with a friend once we built that trust. Um, <laughs> yeah. So – Yeah, it reminds me of like um, you know, when guys are taught – or um, guys talk about going out and trying to pick up girls at a bar and how they have to like break one away from the pack, right, to like break her down because <laughs> it's like a pack of girls. That's how I feel anytime that I go into a situ- social situation where it's going to be a lot of women that I don't know very well. I suddenly am like, what does my hair look like? What does my makeup look like? What am I wearing? I don't look right. I don't know. I don't fit in with this. Uh, so much so that it's like, you could ask Andy, it's caused like almost panic attacks in me in moments where I'm just like, never mind. I don't even want to go anymore. Because uh, I just, it just makes me really uncomfortable mm-hmm. to be in that situation. I don't even know. I can't, I'm not even sure why. Yeah, I'm sure it's all—it's it. a confidence thing, but Travis. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it, we. For me, it's it, you actually answered that question, Pete. Whenever you were saying that, um, you you show up to the the podcast or whatever because it's something that you put on yourself to do to show up, right? And it's about life. It's always about mm-hmm. showing up, and then it's. But you know, the question to me comes is that like. So do we pigeonhole ourselves sometimes? It's like we all kind of know that the, one of the biggest um, things that we can say and one of the most powerful statements is an I am. So whenever you automatically say, and this isn't a question to you all, but it's just in general, it's like, 
whenever you say, I am an introvert, are you putting that energy out? Are you putting that energy in? What are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now that we know that there's another side to it and that there is a spectrum, to be able to change that perspective, are we? is it as easy as saying, you know, I am, you know, ambivert or I am practicing more of being an extrovert? Um, because, you know, for me, and I'll speak for me, because, you know, the question that you asked me was, how do I, you know, figure that out, is that I kind of look at it with, you know, social norms is that I can't, as much as it exhausts me sometimes to go into a social situation, um, which it does, like that's, it, it, it kind of puts me on my ass sometimes, but like as much as it exhausts me, I know that the alternative is, is to stay at home to cover myself up, to, you know, stay by myself. And that's, for me, it's not acceptable. For also, it's like to be able to live a life full of um, cool things, I guess you could say to, to laymanly, but um, is that I actually have to get out and do stuff no matter how comfortable it makes me. But because I know that that really does drain my energy, I know that it almost makes it a little easier because I know that, all right, I have this thing to go to for two hours, but I know that after that two hours, I can go home and I can take 24 hours if I need to. I can take, you know, a couple hours by myself. I can do whatever I need to do to get my energy back to where it needs to be. Gotcha. Um, So moving, spilling or adding on to what you said about finding a way to kind of force yourself into situations that, that help you grow. Um, Melissa Crispell on Facebook said, I wonder how many people claim to be an introvert because they just don't have anything of substance to offer. Um, and that hit home for me because while I think I truly believe everyone has absolutely something important, whether it's a story experience, personality trait, uh, gift, whatever, something to share with the world, but it's that belief. And that's what we were talking about too last night at dinner was the, um, the self-esteem, the self-worth that goes along with are all introvert. I kind of, and I kind of believe that like anybody who says they're all introvert or all extrovert because to play the all extrovert card, that's you get to be on for social situations all the time. Yeah. So I think that there's a lack of self-esteem or lack of self worth on both of those extreme sides. And the closer you get to that middle ground, the closer you get to be able to discern, Oh, I, I'm all about being social, but this group right here is not really what I want to get into, or I really need my alone time. Once you can discern that for yourself, not based on how you feel that you have to offer or don't offer, but because you know where you're at and where your cup is, uh, with how full it is, um, that self-esteem plays a lot into that. So, um, yeah, the believe the belief that someone doesn't have anything to offer plays into the extremist on both of those sides. So that was a good, thank you for that comment, yeah. Melissa. I think for, yeah. for me, part of it is, um, sort of, realizing and being conscious of those um, introvert tendencies in myself. Cause I actually um, m- m- most of my day, especially when I'm working is in like a very extroverted situation. I deal directly with the public. I do a lot of talking. I do a lot of tours. I talk a lot and I'm on all the time. And it took a while for me to realize that on that, because I spend my day doing that in a topic that I'm really comfortable in, which is my job that I need some time alone to rebalance myself out for the day. Um, but before I realized that that was what I needed, I would kind of just exhaust myself to the point of um, it, you know, hurting relationships and getting fights. Or I wouldn't be as, as available for Remy or as available for Andy or anyone else in my life because I was like trying to go, 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 go all the time and felt like, like, you're you know, like needing my alone time. It for some reason it felt like a weakness to me for a long time until I finally like admitted that to myself and being able to balance it out more makes, you know, lends you more to the, the am, amnivert. Is that how you pronounce it? Pronounce it? Am- Side. Yeah. Yes. A- ambient vert. What? <laughs> Side That's of it. I don't word. know. For me, it was like. Think ambidextrous. Yeah. <laughs> so just being aware of it and then, you know, giving myself the tools to rebalance um, has made me better at it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's it. I mean, that just ambivalent. Kind of point. It's just like, so, in, you know, what one of the question that Melissa asked was that, is it because they don't feel like they have anything of substance to offer? And, you know, thinking back, like, you know, you know, several years ago, whenever I was in that hermit mode and I was pulling up the covers and Netflixing and all that, 
how many times did I really use the excuse um, I'm introverted just to get out of a lot of social situations? And the answer to that is a shit ton, right? Because I knew that with um, the way that society sees black and white sometimes um, is that if you threw out the word introvert to people who knew what that word was about, then they would go, oh, oh okay, totally. Well, if he's an introvert, then that means that he just cannot show up. He cannot um, uh, figure, you know, come to these like parties or whatever social gatherings. Uh, but it was also because I didn't feel like I had any substance, right? Because, you know, usually whenever we go through that stuff, there's some sort of, um, I don't want to say depression necessarily, but like for me, I can say there was a, a depression at play. Uh, so therefore I just didn't feel like I had very much to offer. Are you saying I can't use introvertedness to justify my Netflix addition, uh, addiction? <laughs> I mean, there may be something there. Well, that yeah, well, that's just it, right? It's kind of like once I realized that, um, they, you know, once I got my energy in check, or should I say, is that I don't have to have an excuse for anything if it's the truth, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> I I will be the first to say, hello, my name is Travis, and I watch probably way too much netflix never <laughs> never <laughs> probably but it's kind of like so my question for you all for um you know before this the the learning of you know the word amberbert uh you know you were talking about kelly uh, one of our other good friends um is also kind of ambervert um and so does that exhaust you like to be in a room with more extroverted people? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that yes. this is what we bonded over. I think like well and Cassie made a good point. Like she can sustain that for much longer when she's in her comfort zone, which is job related right. conversation. Um and so any and that goes back to the the uh, part of being self worth. It's like yeah, we don't want to talk about the weather or whatever, but sometimes, oh my God, it's rain. You know, Travis has been in ice for a week, so he would love to talk about the weather about Sandy coming back to him and be like, oh, it's so warm and pretty and I missed it and whatever. So it's like there's substance in any conversation, um, but I just lost where I was going with this. <laughs> uh, so to answer to your question, um, I think that, that it is more exhausting to be in that kind of social situation, but it comes back to a comparing thing, right? So... Um, it's exhausting for me because I feel like I can't match that energy level no matter how hard I try. Mm -hmm. So, but do I need to match that energy level? Is that something that's required for me to be in that room? Probably not. It's just more of a comparing. Mm -hmm. You're spending your time being like, well, I should be more like them. Why can't I be more like them or all of that? And then it just becomes a little bit exhausting. Um, and then I just find the only other introvert in the room and then I'm just like, Hey, can we just be quiet together? Cool. Yes. Yeah. I get it. I had something else to say that I lost it again. Um, oh, I mean, go ahead. it's good to like realize, right? I mean, to like figure out that the exhaustion doesn't really even like necessarily come to the people because, like, whenever you first like, whenever you hear about like, oh my god, that person is exhausting, like that is more of like a judgment thing to the other person come from the outside, right? Mm -hmm. But then right. we kind of look towards ourselves and we realize that that exhaustion is just um, another word for, like you said. Um, a little bit of envy or a little bit of, you know, just really feeling the energy in the room. Um, and for, I think that's kind of what levels it out, right? It's like, it's kind of important to have that mixture in any situation um, to where, can you imagine if there was just nothing but a bunch of extroverts in a room? God, I mean, that just, you know, <laughs> that sounds horrible to me. <laughs> like, so it's good to have that, right? Um, but even more so, it's important to kind of like dial in and trying to figure out why we're feeling the way we feel about any situation. And that mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with anybody else except for ourselves. Yeah. I think another part, part of sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. I would say another part of it that um, Pete and I talked about last night was realizing that we don't have to be a part of those situations. Like, um, I am a little sister, uh, and I, I have always had this desire to be a part of everything and to not ever feel like I missed out on something. Like, I hated going to bed earlier than the rest of the family because then I feel like I would miss out on something that happened while I was sleeping. And, you know, I worked the weekends as a chef, and I always felt like I was missing out on something that my friends mm. were doing. And so it was more like you want to – 
even if it's not the right situation to put myself in, I would try to put myself in situations just so I didn't miss out on something that then I didn't necessarily need to be a part of anyway. Yeah. 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 We share that feeling for sure. I've, I've had that feeling like I won't go to bed sometimes for fear of missing out. And it's not even something I don't probably haven't seven layers of wide it, um, to figure out what that source is. Or maybe I have, I don't know. It's been a while since I've had that conversation with myself. Um, but that is that is quite a condition. Yeah. If we'll call it that. Yeah. 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 And it's just kind of one of those things that I think that we feel if again, if we are constantly saying that I am statement, it's that, you know, the more that we say that we are something, the more that it's kind of pigeonholes us. And so if you don't if it doesn't bother, you know, you to miss out on situations or possibly to miss out on situations. Um, then it's cool, right? It's all about what you're able to deal with and what you're comfortable with dealing with and mm-hmm. um, and in the relationships too, right? And so it's like if we want relationships to work, if we want to not be a hobbit, as Pete, or as Pete says, <laughs> um, that if we don't want to be like a hermit, then we have to build relationships. Um, and that means if that relationship is important enough to you, then we kind of like ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of meet the person where they're at, you know, we say that a lot. So, you know, if, if being, um, you know, surrounding yourself with a bunch of introverts is your kind of people, I kind of feels like if it's complete introverts, introverts don't have a group. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're just like surround <laughs> yourself in separate just, rooms. <laughs> right. You're just by yourself. So I think that if it's important enough to you, then you, you've become a little bit practicing in being an ambivert. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's why it's important for us. I'm trying not to speak for everyone. Everybody, everybody has their own experiences. That's why it's important for me to have a myriad of people around me of all sorts of personality types because it, and it's kind of an opposite to track kind of way. Like I need people I can relate to on subjects of that about me, that someone else is going through something. And I also need people who I can't relate to that I can find different perspective in on how they live their lives. Um, and I can take what I like and leave the rest for sure, which I do. Um, and I like what you said earlier, Travis, about the I am statements. I think personal responsibility in how we feel our lives are going is the only way there's no counselor. There's no relationship. There's nothing that's going to fix or not, or accept where we are. If it doesn't need fixing, then the person who's going through those experiences, um, and I think um, going back to the I am statements, I had this thought earlier, and I didn't know if it was going to be a show topic or maybe a subtopic on one, and it's going to fit in right here, is the I am versus I feel. Um, my thought on this, I had this this come to me, was that I am statements are things that we set intentions for, like I am successful, I am beautiful, I am a person with a great personality, I am a healer, or what g- goes on forever. Um, and then the way that we talk about how we experience our world is said through I feel. So I feel sad. I feel happy. I feel hurt. I feel excited. Um, I feel fat. I feel skinny. I feel it's like, I feel not good enough. I think that if I say I feel not good enough, that gives me the space to not necessarily accept it, but to feel out, figure out how I got there. And then, so I don't have to sit there and say, I am not good enough because I know better, but my ego and my world around me is playing party tricks on me and I got to figure it out. So I like the I am statements um, for how we set our intentions in our life for how we want to live and, right, and the beliefs. Fat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel is the, it, that's the best way to talk about our world as we experience it because it's not – it's ever-changing. And the I ams are the concrete stone. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like that, – that's exa- yeah, absolutely. And that's – we don't – you know, unless it's just kind of like saying for me, and this is just an example, is like I can say I am a male because that's what I am. But to say that I am a, since we're talking about it, I am an extrovert, that kind of, like I said, puts me in this box to where I'm telling my my higher self or whatever that there's not any room to grow, right? There's not any lines to go through. But if we go into it, like you just said, about saying, I feel like I'm an extrovert, mm-hmm. it kind of gives us that like sensory to say, oh, you know what? But that still gives me the ability to go back and forth if need be. So I like it. I like I like what you said there. I like being able to say that I feel such and such. I feel like an introvert today. I feel like an extrovert tomorrow. <coughs> Overall, I feel like an ambivert, and that's a pretty cool place to be in. 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's where we should all all try to get to. Mm-hmm. Strive to mid right? Yeah. yeah. CJ right. um, Jones says, who, "Who's CJ? She changed her uh, name. Caroline. That's Caroline. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, said as a primary introvert." In a large group social setting, I found that if I have a genuine connection with another person, then I can hang in. I completely agree. Um, and I think that's why I enjoy being like one on one more is I kind of I just don't feel like I have room for um, like uh, like surface conversations or small talk anymore. Not room, but I just don't have any like need for it anymore is how I kind of feel. So I get the same way. If I can have a genuine connection with someone, if I can have a conversation of substance, then mm-hmm. I don't feel so much um, as an introvert or feel like I'm, you know, I need to stay on the wall or something. So her comment brought up a really, uh, it brought up a possible social experiment because I think that when it comes to one-on-one conversations, which I could do all day long and they're not quite as draining um, if ever um, versus group settings is that start with two people and the 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 availability to be intimate is pretty you're we're going to get a lot further that way because rejection by one is a lot easier than rejection by an entire group of people hence okay. middle school elementary school high school and it's easier to find middle ground between mm-hmm. just two people so i wonder if there's a way that we can help each other by getting in situations where we're one on one and developing that trust that i can be me i can be vulnerable and not be rejected for that Add a person, so now you've got three. The possibility of rejection climbs by one, and then keep developing that trust in larger circles. Because I know for me, part of my introvertedness is, if not all of it, maybe is uh, tied to the self worth of not. It's not an overall self worth issue that I am not enough because I've done a lot of work on knowing that I am. But it's a it's an evolving self worth situ uh, situational. So it's like this group of people, I automatically have stories in my head from childhood that I made up about or from on the news or from movies or whatever. And I either know I'm going to fit in or I'm not versus have I actually tried that? It's like, what have I never tried? Like for a long time, I'd never tried spinach or sour. We'll go with sauerkraut because I cannot stand the smell of it. And I don't think it's ever touched my mouth. So it's like I've never tried it. So I assume I don't like it, but I may totally love it. And so that fear of rejection or the fear of not being good enough by someone else's accord, which now I know is not important, shouldn't be important, isn't important, working on it. Um, but, I mean, that's a strong pull to not go in or to even go into a situation. There's another one for me to work on, keep working on, is to go into a situation where I don't know anything about it and show up and say, I don't know anything about this. Can you all teach me? Like if I was to go surfing, that's very intimidating because all those men and women are out there every day of the week and – there's a whole lingo surrounding it, and then you got a whole new wardrobe you got to have on it. You got to dress up like a seal, and it's like it's very intimidating because the personality type, the stereotype that I associate with that, intimidates me. But it's also a largely male group as well, so that's part of those issues stemming coming back up again. Yeah, we go throw ourselves in those situations. <laughs> go surfing. Let's go surfing. Never go okay. swimming. That, but... <laughs> that brings out a really good point, right? So if we have the social experiment where and let's not even call it a social experiment, but if we don't do ourselves the, uh, let's say, favor of surrounding ourselves with, if, if, so for instance, if we, if I say like, you know, hanging out with introverts exhausts me, so therefore I don't want to put myself in that situation, it almost like is a precursor to say that we don't want to grow necessarily, right? Because it's uncomfortable. And we've learned that to get some kind of growth, we have to become uncomfortable in a little bit of ways. So maybe the experiment is to actually put ourselves in those situations more so that we can grow maybe. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I mean, I think, I think all three of us can say that this podcast started as that, like a a growth spot for us. Um, I am super comfortable talking about, I'm not that comfortable talking about myself, Um, but we do it every week on this podcast in like a really honest way. And then I leave this room every time and it's like, Oh, I'm sweating because I have to talk about myself because it makes me super like nervous. Um, so now we need to go to that next step, right? We need to put ourselves into other situations that make us uncomfortable. Outside the safety of this room. Yeah. Grow outside of this room because this has now now become our safe space. Like we haven't like necessarily had to show up in a way that made us uncomfortable in a while. Yeah. All I will say, though, and Travis, you could probably relate to this, our most uncomfortable that we get is when we head into a show 
and we literally are uncomfortable about the topic. Like, or we're, we don't know, like, the specifics of a topic. Like, when we wait – a lot of times we have a lot of um, – throughout the week we'll have inspiration for our topic and then we'll let it unfold as it does. Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes I come to the show and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about this. Like, that for me has been my most intimidating. Yeah. And that's, of course, a self-worth thing too of, like, showing up and not being able to relate to – and even if I can't relate to something, to be like, I don't know. I need to learn some things. Yeah. Intimidating. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So you um, do you all want to take a, a little uh, a test? Sure. I gotta, Shoot. I got Well, I mean, it's not really a test. It's just a yes or no thing. It's it's one of those things I found that's called um, nine nine signs that you're an ambivert. So I will ask you the question, and you can say <laughs> yes or no. How about that? Okay. Uh, so are you keeping one, Are you keeping t- tally? No, I'm not. That's not scoring. This is just to no. help people. <laughs> this is to help people out. <laughs> Do I have to take a test? Oh my god, I'm sweating now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so if you think that you might be an ambivert but aren't certain, see how many of the following statements apply to you. If most of them apply, you are most likely an ambivert. So number one, I can perform tasks alone or in a group. I don't have much preference either way. This is this is where control comes into it because do we want to do it right ourselves or do we want to let other people do it and possibly make mistakes? Which I know isn't part know, of the quiz, right? but like that's where where my mind went to. I'm going to say yes well, because I have the ability to do both. Um, but okay. it says, but I don't have much preference either way. I prefer to do things alone. Okay, but that's because okay. I am controlling by nature. I am going to go neutral on that then. Okay, <laughs> number two, social settings don't make me uncomfortable, but I tire of being around people too much. Ding 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 ding. Where's the dinger? <laughs> So there you go. So that's, yeah. you know. That's, uh, social that's, settings make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Next. If I don't, if I'm like going into something that I'm not like prepared for. Okay. So number three, being the center of attention is fun for me, but I don't like it to last. I don't like being the center of attention unless it's my birthday. Um, it's the only day when it completely flips. Otherwise, I don't want to be yeah. in anyone's center of yeah. anything. <laughs> It'll be interesting to actually like think about these like questions later too, and go, huh? Maybe I. My first instinct is like us three. We are on a podcast, right? So if we didn't want to be the center of attention in some sort of way, we wouldn't be doing it. True, and I that that also probably is part of my answer because <clears throat> my answer on the fly was no center of attention, no. But when I look at what I think I have to offer for that group setting. That's why my answer is no versus I put myself in a vulnerable situation to come on a Facebook live show and a podcast and talk about myself and talk about my relationship with other people because I want to enjoy being the center of attention. And I even use that lightly because not the center, but I want to be a part of a larger group more often. But you don't want it to last, right? <laughs> oh, no, it can't. It can't. It, it cannot. It needs yeah. to have a time limit for sure. Yeah. Okay, so number four. Some people think I'm quiet while others think I'm highly social. That's probably true. I'm not even sure anyone would think I'm quiet. Uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking about you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it depends if it's social setting or one-on-one. One-on-one, I can be a chatterbox. Social setting, I'm probably the last person going to have be a part of the conversation. Yeah. Well, right. This, yeah. this is more so of like whenever you tell somebody like, Oh, I'm an introvert, or oh, I'm a quiet person, and they quiet. go, "What? <laughs> I don't believe that." And so, like, if if more people kind of, if it's shocking to people to hear that you are an introvert or whatever, then that kind of makes you fall into that category. Yeah. Well, and that goes like if someone met me one on one to begin with, they're gonna their answer is gonna be different than if someone met me in a group setting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So number six, I can get lost in my own thoughts. Just Number five? Yeah, we didn't do number five. Oh, number five. Yes, thank you. I don't always need to be moving, but too much downtime leaves me feeling bored. True. True. Yeah. True. All right. Number six. I can get lost in my own thoughts just as easily as I can lose myself in a conversation. True. 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 Uh, number seven. Usually those thoughts uh, are a conversation because I like to talk to myself. <laughs> yourself, yes. Small talk doesn't make me uncomfortable, but it does get boring. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, Cause like, I, I guess the keyword is uncomfortable. Cause like, I don't like small talk in any setting. 
But I don't right. know if it makes me like uncomfortable. Well, but I think we have to talk I like about the idea of making small talk with people I don't like. That makes me super, or that I don't know. Makes Would you me consider super gossip small talk? Because I will say that even though sometimes it, like I get uncomfortable with gossip, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I want to know what's going on, even though it's not my business. I think it's kind of being in a room with somebody and not having anything to say, so you talk about just like the weather. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> so small talk so, and gossip are not the same thing then. Yeah. <laughs> Based on how we're defining it, yeah. So that's a hard one. So that was a hard one for me to answer too. It doesn't make me necessarily uncomfortable as it does just kind of piss me off. <laughs> the idea of making small talk with people I don't know makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I heard a, I think it was in a, it was a show we were watching and someone, someone at this woman asked this other person about, she was like, so how many square feet is this place? And the person answered, people only ask about numbers when they can get, couldn't give a rat's ass or whatever, like when they don't care. So it's like that. And that made sense. Cause I'm like, we talk about, numbers of like or the weather or like how many what you do for a living or how many kids you have or how long you've been married or how many miles are on your car like that number thing it made a lot of sense as far as measurable items yeah there we go um yeah like as a something to connect on with someone you don't may not have something in common with yeah like someone will start small talk with me and i'll just like want to delve right into their their history <laughs> and see if we can like be friends and then be like we can't be friends and move on yeah which is a good point that you make a good point, and that's where we talk about that center that am ambivert <laughs> is that is that right is like ambivert. that discernment that comes along with staying close to that middle of between the two is being able to discern of like you get into your situa- self situation and maybe we all start with small talk you know hi, how are you how's it going where'd you come from whatever and then is if for me if if I get in and I'm so many minutes into a conversation and the walls haven't started to come down even just the littlest bit then I know that this is going to be a draining situation for me and it's, I need to walk away. Yeah. It's like speed dating. You're like, you've had your four minutes and I'm on, I'm on the next person. I like that. Speed friending. (laughs) Okay. So let's get back to, we got two more left. Um, When it comes to trusting other people, sometimes I'm skeptical and other times I dive right in. Goes back to discernment. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely both. And I think as we get to know ourselves better, we get to know how to read other people better as well. I tend to just like trust everybody right away. To distrust Uh, everybody? No, to completely trust trust everybody everybody right Uh, away. I'm like the most naive person and then I'll find somebody and I'll be like, but really? But like I thought they were so nice. Yeah, that's true. I I do like to find the good in in everybody. Okay, number nine. Um, If I spend too much time alone, I get bored, yet too much time around other people leaves me feeling drained. Yes. Okay, so... I can't imagine the last time I spent enough time alone to know if I got bored or not. Uh-huh. To be honest, I have a child I, and yeah. I have an Andy. You play the body so, card, So, like, yeah. I can't, I I can't think of the last time. I would love to spend enough time alone to get bored. I want to see what that feels like. I mean, take a vacation by yourself. I know, right? Yeah. I should. Okay, are you all ready for your prizes? Um, Your ding, return ding, ding. on tomorrow? No, I mean that's a that's the grand prize. Uh, okay. like the prizes for the podcast. <laughs> How grand is it? <laughs> the prizes for the podcast that you all are ambiverts. We're ambiverts. Yes. But I think, okay. I think the reason we're ambiverts is because we we became conscious of being introverted and have tried to change it. Well, where's the where's the dinger? <laughs> that's a huge accomplishment. It like is. that's let's take a moment because the ability to and uh, Danielle, you had the the definition up there um, of the ambivert is the ability to recognize that you're leaning too far to one side and to force yourself back towards middle, and that is something that I feel like I have a ways to go, but I also feel like I've come so far in because hey, I'm sitting here, yeah, on camera, looking all you know, yeah. So but this Cal. is like a, um, I mean, just like within the last couple of years thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know Pat for sure. Up. Yeah. So you get, we're getting like even more scientifical, right? It's that scientific. Um, I love it. Uh, introvert and extrovert correlates to um, stimulation of brain neurons, right? Uh-huh. And so you're either overstimulated or understimulated. If you're understimulated, you kind of lean towards more of being a extrovert, and so that you go find outside stimulation to um, get that stimulation. Um, and then ext- or introverts are more overly stimulated, so you don't need any kind of outside, like, pull or outside, you know, <coughs> like an extrovert does. 
But unfortunately, it's just kind of like when we talk about whether we're an introvert or an extrovert, and I think you all kind of touched base on quite a bit of that, um, is that they're more so of self-esteem issues than they are actually of that scientifical um, brain stimulation. So then we just have to look at ourselves and say, Andy's all right. Watching. So Wait, this what? Is a Your Andy's watching. Sorry, no, he's God. not. He is. Andy, get back to work. Get off the podcast. Mr. Pursehouse is watching. Go There's on. like three Andys on this podcast. I know. Hello, Andy and Andy Mars. And okay, maybe there's just two. Did my, did my audio cut off? No, it didn't. No. I just had a squirrel moment. Sorry. Because we were talking about Andy, not personally, but we were just talking about your relationship with him and um, that you have an Andy and a, a child. And then there he is. So I just, yes. and I don't know if he has he watched the show before. Andy? I don't think oh, so. Oh, the very beginning when he was like, only when it was messed up in the beginning <laughs> when he couldn't hear us. Welcome back, Andy. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, your audio is not messed up and I'm done squirreling. <laughs> I'm seeing the delay on your face on the screen and it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Well, no, so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can't I, think... even remember, I can't even remember what I was saying. Now. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, well, I mean, thank you everybody who's on the live. Oh, that's with you us were today. saying that, that saying that you're introverted or extroverted has to do more with self-esteem than it does anything scientific. That's what you were saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I can say is is probably completely true. Um, but being aware of What do you that, mean scientific? Like, like, like chemical-based? Yeah, it's not like actually anything to do. Like depression or seasonal yeah. affective disorder or something? Yeah. I mean, all of it, really. So it's like, it's kind of like if we, most He's... people don't know that the the whole introvert extrovert thing is just really about your brain neurons firing right it's about how much dopamine you're producing um and so it's just it's one of those things that if you if if you're saying you know if you're giving all these excuses of why you can't show up to a party saying or, it's an excuse. <laughs> is that what you're saying that's the word it's an excuse uh, yeah. for not showing up well yeah i mean or if it's something that you just know is being your treat how about that treat yeah, what was your last word you cut out? Truth. 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 Oh, that makes much more sense than treat. Truth. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Well, and I think that what I you know, what I love about these conversations is that we're all not talking about how anyone else should feel. I mean, we may say that sometimes I say that sometimes out of habit, but um but the one the one thing that we all have in common is that we've all taken steps in our own lives to accept what is and to correct what what it is that we don't like or keep what we you know whatever like we've all taken the charge of our own lives to figure out what we want and how to get there um and continually do that every day and that's what you know when it comes to like solving the world's problems like that's the only way to do it like we have people that want to go out there and help and and that's one of the things about doing this show i'm not doing this so i can save anybody else i just want to get to tell my story and to have other people's stories be told you just in the want process. to be the center of attention is that what you're saying every now and then now? yeah well and like i'm becoming right more confident and more comfortable with that yeah but i think that the more I can tell my story and that we can share stories that other people can see themselves in and grow from and make changes that lead to happier lives. Then like that's the domino effect that, that we want. And I'll be happy. It's like when you're comfortable talking about work, I'll be comfortable to talk about that all day long and to show up for that all day long. Cause so, I believe in that. So I think we have challenges. You need to join like a gym and then just go like spend time with like a bunch of jock guys and be in that uncomfortable I don't know situation. that I agreed to this And challenge. I have to like join some weird like women's group where they do each other's hair and makeup and they like put myself in really the same uncomfortable situation. And that's not necessarily even it's something that you have to do, right? You don't have to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. But the, uncom- the biggest uncomfortable situation that you can put yourself in to figure that stuff out is to really actually deep, like dig deep down and say, why am I so uncomfortable mm-hmm. in a group of women? Why am I so uncomfortable in a group of men? It doesn't have anything to do with introversion and extroversion. It really has something to do with why you are, you know, you feel uncomfortable, right? It, it, it's just, there's something a little bit deeper. It's that seven reasons of, or seven uh, levels of why. It has nothing to do with the other person. It always has to do with us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. So. I think we have to be done now. So are we are we officially all are we changing our definition? Yeah, I guess we're all we're all ambienverts. Ambienverts. Ambivert. It's it's all about what you want out of life, I guess, you know? Yeah. Well, and also it's like let's not get caught up on the labels because it's not being called one of the others not important. It's just am I happy with where I am right now? Yeah. And what can I do to change that and to grow if I'm not? So I'm happy where I am and I'm happy the fact that I'm know how to find 
what I may feel like I'm missing. So like if I'm too introverted, if I'm too enclosed, then I can text somebody or call or show up on a Tuesday afternoon Yeah, and talk about it. <laughs> talk about it on Tuesday. So talk on Tuesday. I don't know why that's not the name of our show. I say that every week. When we talk about something that's aggravating, <laughs> I'm like, do you want to talk about it on day. Tuesday? Huh? But then we can't change the day. It's like forever on Tuesday. Why can't we talk about it on Wednesday? I mean, it makes sense because it's to tease. What's that alliteration? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're rambling now. According to Travis, when we ramble, the show's over. So yeah, that's where that's where I think we'll wrap. Plus, we've been on for yeah, it's time to go. We've been on for a while. I don't know if y'all are tired of hearing us or not, but thank you all for being here on the live. Thank you, Travis, for joining us from icy Texas. Because it's cold. Yeah, we'll come back. It's sunny and warm over here for the most part. So thanks, Dave Moore and Linda and Danielle and. Kelly Haig is here. Mm-hmm. Caroline. And Caroline and Rhonda. Did you say hi to your mom, your mom, Travis? Oh, no, I don't have the comments. Hi, Mama. Hi, Mama. She says she's an introvert that pretends to be an extrovert. And I've heard you talk about yourself that way as well, Travis, before. But I like oh. this definition that we've come up with today. Um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Katie Miller, Melissa Ray Crispell, Andy. There was an, another Andy on here that I used to work with. Um, thank you for being on here as well. Vula, thank you for being here as well. And we will... Are we ready to sign off, everybody? Yep. Bye. Bye. We're doing this thing. Doing I don't know. Are we? I can. I can drop as well. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know. Can you drop, Travis? No, but I can throw up my heart. Drop it like it's hot. Are we still live? We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Please like us on Facebook and drop us a message to say hi. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud and share us on your favorite social media. Special shout out to Specialty Produce Network. Aw, thanks. And our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. And we're better together. Until next time, get Get out out there there and tap tap into into life. life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.